powerful. I want you to give the Lord a hand clap this afternoon. I said the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap this afternoon. Add a shout. Add a shout. Add a shout. Add some dance. Say oh hallelujah. We give you praise. We worship you oh God. Amen. Father we are so grateful to you. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your hand upon our lives. Thank you for your deliverance. Thank you for bringing us here this Sunday. What can we say but thank you? We are grateful to you. And as we come before your word, I pray that your word will be a word in time for all of us, O oh God. May our lives never be destroyed because of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. On your way down to your seat, slap somebody with a high five. Tell them you are in the best place on a Sunday morning. What else do you want to do? Where else do you want to go? Give the person a blessing. Tell them I'm happy to be by you. And take your seat. Hallelujah. Wow. Amen and amen. What a blessing. Well, I see you too. And I bring you greetings from the church in the north. Amen. We were there recently for a conference with Bishop's Books and the Hamatan has visited my voice, but don't worry about it. Amen. I'll tell your neighbor that it's not Hamatan here. If you want Hamatan, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's good to see all of you. And I particularly, those of you outside, by the grace of God, your screen is coming. Another screen is coming. So that you can watch. Amen. But I particularly want to welcome two churches today we have two churches in the ashanti mampong area mtce and uem and they are here with us today they've been traveling oh please stand so we can see you we can give you a proper first love welcome is that the best you can do i said is that oh this side you will get up and greet them all right. hallelujah god bless you we really are happy to see you and we will talk more after the service, but you are really welcome. Amen. Ask your neighbor. So you who didn't travel from Mampong, and you just walked and came, tell them you are also welcome. You know, there are different kinds of busing centers in First Love. We have the buses, those that come by shuttle, those that come by what? Big bus and small bus. But we also have another group who come by Allegedis Benz, AD11. Put your hands together for them also. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Well, can you believe that it is December? I shocko. Am I the only person who is surprised? <laughs> so, where has the year gone? <laughs> Jesus is coming very soon, I tell you. I tell you, I'm so sure. Because first December, I was looking at the thing, I said, ah, it cannot be. We just started the year. A year of greatness. Hallelujah. If greatness has eluded you, in this month, in this month, your greatness will begin to come out. Hey! Hey! Some of you who are working, they have sat on your promotion. In the name of Jesus, all promotions shall be released to you now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey. Some people too, they have released the promotion. 
but the coolie that should follow the promotion has not released. And today, by the action of the Holy Ghost, we bend every bottom that is sitting upon your, your own portion. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, sit down, sit down. We are only starting. Hallelujah. Amen. Exams are starting tomorrow for quite some people. Yeah, some are already in it. And so you can be sure that is why this communion, we shall eat it at the end. Are you okay? A lot of things are happening today, but at the end, we are coming to break bread and eat communion, suck every sickness. The whole of this week, every day, I get a message. This one is sick. This one has asthma. This one has been... I said no in the name of Jesus. It will end now. It's enough. Amen. And we are going into these exams with our head working. Are you understanding? Some people, they are, as they are going to the exam, it is the pocket that is not well. You see, when your pocket is not well during exams, it's not good at all because ah, hunger and learning, they don't mix. Hey! When you sit down to read, then your stomach will now say, Krr. but that sickness too, that sickness too, it will be cured this week in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we shall do our communion at the end because I want to make sure that everybody who is on their way has arrived. Is that okay? Amen. I'm sharing a short message with you, which I will finish it next week. But, you know, because we'll be going into the Christmas season and that's another group of messages. Hallelujah. We want to celebrate Christmas big time. Tell your neighbor, we're celebrating Christmas big time. Hallelujah. But for this week and next week, I'm going to be talking to you about something which I really wish that I had a whole two months to talk about it. Yeah, because it is one of the, the what should I call it? You see, some things, eh, some things come easily. Like learning to read. Learning to walk in life. They come easy. There are some other things that don't come easily. Yeah. Many of the things that don't come easily are character things. But they are needed if you are to do well. And so, this one that we are going to be talking about is one of the most important. Because you cannot see it with your eye. Are you with me? You cannot see it with your eye. I'm going to be talking to you about a virtue called humility. Humility. Hey! Ask your neighbor, that one too, is it a topic? What is there to say? (laughs) But you see, the reason why it's important to talk about it is because the reverse, which is pride, is not easy to see. It's not easy to see. Are you there? Let's start with the scripture. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 10. If the scripture is true, I said, if it is true, and you and I, we are here because we say that we believe the scriptures. If it is true, then we should take heed. Proverbs 13 verse 10 says, Only by pride cometh contention. Hmm. But with the well advised is wisdom. I take it again. Only by pride cometh contention. But with the well advised is wisdom. 
if what this verse is saying is true, then World War I happened because of somebody's pride. World War II happened because of some... Look at it and see. World War II, somebody said that he should rule the world and that his people are on top of everybody. And we... <coughs> beg your pardon. However, please, some water must work, not ice water. Ordinary water. Are you in the house? Wait, oh. You see, when it comes to world war, we all understand. And we're all saying that, hey, it's true. It's true. Until we enter your room. Your quarrel with your roommate. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Your quarrel with your husband. Your quarrel with your sister or your brother. Your quarrel. Do you see now why it is very serious? Because when we are quarreling with our sibling or our wife or our... We feel that, Charlie, I am right. And he is wrong. Uh, the way you have made your faces. Look, the quarrel in the room, is it not because your roommate is wrong? <laughs> Only. He didn't say pride and something will help you. He said... Only by pride is the scripture choking you like it was choking me when I was reading it. The first time I saw the scripture, I said, oh, it's an exaggeration. I said, oh, it's not true. Well, if this one is an exaggeration, so also is your salvation. Ah, they're all in the Bible. How do you know that you are saved? Hey, so if this is an exaggeration, that one too is an exaggeration. Hmm. Point to your neighbor and say, in fact, some scripture is it's like a knife. Hmm. Have you ever had a quarrel that you are even enjoying? Hold your chair well, though, because worse is yet to come. <laughs> so point number one is that only by pride cometh contention. That's point number one. Are you there? Only by pride. So tell your neighbor that you don't look at mom, but they say we are proud. Hey, you see, even how to say it to the neighbor is hard. <laughs> For us to admit that we are proud is so difficult. But it is this part of the scripture that has made me determined that I, I don't want pride. Job 41, the last part of verse 34. Hmm. Oh, I like you, this scripture not, I tell you. I don't like you. I don't like you. <laughs> hmm. He beholdeth all high things. Listen, Job was talking about Satan. And then he said, He, who? Satan. Is king. Over who? All the children of pride. Oh, read it again, read it. <laughs> you see, all the scriptures before the 34, Job was talking about how the devil is some way. Then he ends by saying that he is a king over all the children of pride. If you leave pride to be there, Satan is the one who will be leading you. And when you see the confusion in the world that comes from pride, you can believe it. 
Or you don't get what I'm saying. You can believe it. Just look at the fruit of what pride does. Then you can see that God is not behind it. God is not behind it. In fact, the, the scripture says that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Do you know what it means to be resisted? It means that this young man is saying that for my life and for good things to happen, I got to walk this way. And the Bible says God resists you. You are trying to go, but God is resisting. God is resisting. You are using energy, but God is resisting. Hey! This one there is only me, so I cannot do much. But even that one is not simple for him. <laughs> but listen, God is God. God. God is resisting you. What will work? Can you not see that you must get rid of pride? Are you understanding what I'm saying? That's why I'm saying that these two weeks, the preaching is very important because something that makes Satan your boss and something that makes God resist you, I don't think you should hold it. I don't think you should hold it. James 4, 6. But he giveth more grace. Thank you, Kofi. Wherefore he saith, God resists the proud but giving grace to the humble. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Are you here? Now, another thing I want to say to us is that, you see, the way it is, none of us wants to keep pride. We don't want to keep it because we don't like what it brings. And that is why the devil has done such that you can't see it. In fact, I was reading something in Bishop's book. I actually underlined it because I wanted to read it for you. Are you here? Yeah. Mm. What? He says that he was talking about the fact that Satan is full of self-importance, conceit. He rebelled against the one who you know, created him and all that. And then he says because of that, many are also deluded with the same kind of thinking. Now he says that when the devil has fooled you, it will take you 10 years to see it. Hmm. From when he brings you a falsehood, you are deluded into thinking God is not important. You are deluded into thinking I can do all things by myself. You are deluded into thinking I don't need anybody. Are you here? You are deluded into thinking I don't even need a church. You are deluded into thinking me, my, and I, that's what's important. I, I can do, I can do, I will ascend, I will be great. You are thinking it's a delusion and he's saying that it will take you a minimum of 10 years to see it. 10 years. That's why many people who are fooling around, doing the wrong thing, when people say it, you see, they, they even get angry with you. They even get angry with you. It takes them almost 10 years to see that, hey, I've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. And that is why it is so important that you are able to see that this is pride. Are you getting it? Because it is an invisible enemy. The one that you can see there, you can kill. You know, I pray for people. When I see a demon come in, I'm excited. <laughs> why? Because it's like a snake. Any snake you see in your house, will you leave it? Let me ask the people on this side. I said, any snake that you see, 
will you leave it? So can we agree that every snake we see is a dead snake? Thank you. Can somebody just pick up this thing? Any snake we see is a dead snake. That's how any demon that you see is over. It's finished. It's finished. Once it has come, it is finished. The one, the thing that is difficult to deal with is the invisible one. The one that you don't see. Look, even malaria, eh? when you start to get the headache, the fever, the throwing up, oh, easy to deal with. The one that's hard to deal with is the one that doesn't show itself. So you are there, suddenly at the end of the day, I'm very tired. Then like I have a fever, but when I sleep, I wake up, there's nothing. I am eating, I have an appetite, but I don't have an appetite. I'm, that's the one. That's the one that gets you. Why? Because it's invisible. And so today, I want us to spend a little time. Are you here? And let's take a lesson from the most humble person who ever walked the earth. What did Jesus do? Because he said something. And if we can read those things and apply them to our lives, I believe that, number one, we'll begin to see the pride in us. Uh I told you, if you're able to see it, you'll cure yourself of it. Yeah. So if you see, so let's look at Jesus. Was Jesus humble? Of that we are sure. So let's look at some of the things, of the characteristics he had. And then we can say, hey, this is something I need to acquire. Turn your Bible to Matthew chapter 11. Your Bible, if you have a Bible. Well, they say turn your Bible. That was in the days when people had paper Bibles. Now that it's electronic, what do we say? Point your Bible? Poke your Bible? I don't know. Tap your Bible. <laughs> Matthew 11. Tap your Bible. at Matthew 11:29. Jesus was speaking. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Jesus has given us a key right here. Amen. He has given us a key right here. In his description of himself, he says, I am meek and lowly. What does it mean to be meek and lowly? I'm modest. What, how, how else can I say it? I don't do myself. I'm not complex. You see, people, people, it is very important for us to learn about this from the Bible because many things you call pride are not pride. In our country, if you are confident, they say you are proud. If you are tall, they say you are proud. It's true. If you are fair colored, they say you are proud. But pride is not by color. It's not by color. It's not those things you are saying. So let's look at it well. Jesus says, I'm lowly. I'm modest. I'm modest. Wow. Then he gives us some examples. Hmm. Scripture is nice though. Tap. <laughs> Luke chapter 14. You see, people who are lowly, modest, humble, they are nice. Jesus was giving us instructions. Verse 10 to 11. When you are called, go and sit down in the lowest room. Then when he who invited you comes, he will say to you, friend, go up higher, and then you will have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with you. For whosoever exalts himself shall be abased, and he that humbles himself shall be exalted. What is Jesus saying? He's saying something very clear. When you get to a place, as you have come, how many of you know that sitting is by rank? Yeah, if you go to a function, seating is by rank. Uh-huh. 
So as you have arrived, even here, you are a pastor, then you sit in the front seat. Are you there? Or an elder, then you sit in the front seat. However, he is even saying that when you get to the place, just get somewhere and sit. Don't say to yourself that Charles have come here. I think that I'm a little higher than everybody else. So, because as you are sitting there, then they will come and embarrass you that please move and go back. How many of you know that it's very painful? How many of us have been at a place before? Then they came and moved you to another place. Hey, was it nice? It wasn't nice at all. Hey. And he is saying that even when you know that that's a place for you, he says, step back a bit. And let them rather invite you that, oh, come and sit here. Very practical. Very practical. Let them invite you, come and sit here. You are leading the song, it's nice. You are leading the praise and worship, it's nice. But don't get airs about it. <laughs> Look, oh, Jesus, his preaching was very practical, oh. The truth of the matter is that when you are called to lead something, eh, when you don't take care, you feel a little better than the rest of the people. Is it true or is not true? Ah, because when they call you, it means that you are something is working. Oh, it just is working. They have made you a basenta leader. They are calling people. Charlie. Yeah. Charlie, you say that your preaching is nice. Your preaching anointing is great. Be careful, though. Be careful. It makes us feel. But you see, as you are feeling good, the devil is sitting right there. And that's why God ensures that soon after you have had your largest meeting, your next meeting is likely to be empty. It's a protection for your soul. Just to bring you back to base. That's why he also ensured that after your first solo has worked, your next one you will burn it like paper. Yeah. When you go and you do your dance, they say, Charlie, the dance is very mega, it's very wild. Your next dance, prepare yourself. It's not for any reason, oh. God is just showing you something to make the pride <laughs> tone you down. He knows our tendency to feel good. Our tendency to feel that we are better than others. Hey! Push your neighbor. And say, neighbor. Hmm. <laughs> Are you inside the preaching or not? That's why, according to Jesus, he says, I am lowly. You see, when you are high-minded, that's when you feel that I got to sit in a certain kind of car. I have to live in a certain kind of... Some of you, as you are sitting here, that's why when they send you national service and places, you don't go. It is true, it is true, it is true. You feel that, Charlie, as I look at myself, how can I go to such a place? I mean, I mean, how? How, say? Meanwhile, sometimes it's by going to that place that something good happens to you. Yeah. I spent 15 years of my life in Tamale. I will always mention it. Yeah. Not, in fact, not the Tamale of today. Today's Tamale is a glass city with a road that has been tarred. When we went there, it was a city of dust with one traffic light that did not work and one phone. 
I used to travel 23 kilometers. When we arrive at the phone, no, it's dead. It was our only link to home. Yeah. But I'll never regret it. I'll never regret it. Good things happen there. But some of us, we feel that I'm too big. I can't go there. Hey, not knowing that your prosperity is there. You are very quiet. Hey. My family, their prosperity was there. Cry. Cry. Hey, the church is quiet again. Yeah. And national service, people will come up for national service. By the time the national service is over, they'll say, we can't go and you'll be there. I know of one young lady, she came there for two weeks to visit her sister. She's still there, married with children. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The carpenter who I called to come and build our little stage. He was an Accra carpenter, struggling. They threw them out of where they were working. He was struggling to find his feet. And he came to see me and I said to him, Brother, if Tamale is not too bad for you, if it's not too bad for you, let's go. I have left Tamale. He's still there. He too, he has married a wife, two children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pastor Isaac, did he look like a mob warrior, struggling, suffering man? When he came, he was telling me how he has other cars, I mean, working for him. And recently he went to build the, do the ceiling for Boko Church. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, because he was not too small. He did sorry, too big to go to a small place. But you, if you don't live in, what's the name of that hostel? That's one. In what? Wajingo. What a name. The name is not nice. <laughs> if you don't live in Wajingo hostel, then you cannot. Hey, you are type there. Me dear, I can't stay in a room if it doesn't have an air condition. Let me tell you something. The world is not air conditioned though. So I never drop from there. Drop, drop from there. Ah. Wow. Jesus is giving us another idea. He says that when you are a humble person, you don't do what you want. You don't do what you want. You do what you are asked to do. Scripture. John chapter 6. Every point the scripture there inside. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. I came to do the will of him that sent me. Many of us, we do half and half. When pride is coming, we'll do our own psalm. We'll do the one that sent us psalm. Then we'll do our own psalm. It's pride. It's pride. This one, you cannot quarrel with me or it's in the Bible. Oh. Jesus said that as I have come, I've come to do the will of God the Father. That's why I came. But most of us are not like that. Hey! Most of us are not like that. Corey says, part of the problem you have, that's it. Instrumentalist, that's it. No, it's true. I'm doing my own psalm. In fact, I'm obeying half and doing half. It's a problem. And Jesus, Jesus was the one who told us, no, 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 no. Don't mix it like that. Don't mix it. And some of you, that's actually why your results in school are not good. Because you are doing part of what you have been told to do. Then the rest, your own revelations. Hey! Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, please, you have just come. Oh, you have just come. I beg you, you have just come. Hmm. Amen. Jesus even believed that he didn't do anything by himself. 
I am amazed when I find Christians who speak pridefully and say that, oh, I'm going to do, I will do, I will do. Let me ask you a question. Can you guarantee that for you tomorrow will come? Uh, sorry, please, I've gone far. Can you guarantee that for you tonight will come? You see, you need to see that, look, we are in God's hands. End of story. That's all. We can do nothing of ourselves unless he helps us. Yeah. I have met many beautiful girls. Your pride is in your beauty. Many who have a very nice shape. Your pride is in your shape. I have not mentioned anybody's name. Many who are pumping to get muscles. Mm. Listen. By all means, pump and get your muscles. Do it because you enjoy it. Not because of any other reason. Yeah. I'm talking to somebody in the house. Hey. John chapter 5. I'm reading from verse 19. I'm reading the words of Jesus. Jesus then answered Jesus and said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself. Hey. But what he feared the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he doeth. And he shall show him greater works than these, that ye may marvel. Many people don't want you to know that this is where I came from. This is what I'm following. This is the instruction that I've been given. First love, we have an instruction. Our instruction is that weekday, you meet in your branch. Sunday, you meet first in your bar center. Secondly, you meet in your gathering service. That's our instruction. That's our instruction. Meet in your branch. If you're a first lover. Hey. Sunday morning, the group of branches called the bar center meet at your bar center. Then sit in a bus and come to your gathering service. Those are our instructions. I don't know in about you, but me, I will not do something else. I won't do. If you see me do something else, then another instruction has come. Saying, change this part and do it like this. Until then, this is it. And I have people coming asking questions that, eh, so why is it like that? Eh. Wait, oh. I'm not sure why you are asking me that question. <laughs> but you see, as I'm standing here, I'm standing here under somebody's instruction. Yeah. Everywhere I go, I tell them, I say that I'm holding this microphone. There are two people who can make me drop it. If Bishop that calls me now, I won't finish the service. I will hand over. Let me just say, yeah, I'll just hand over. I'm gone. If my husband calls me, drop it. Yeah. Allow me to say it because nowadays, young ladies, you don't like obeying instructions. If you know you will not obey instructions, hold on, hold on. Let me give you a piece of advice. If you know that you won't obey instructions, just don't marry. It's okay. No, it's alright. Just don't marry. Ah, if you don't marry, who has got a quarrel with you? There is no quarrel. 
But if you marry according to the word of God, somebody will give you instructions. You are at liberty to tie your face. But when you finish tying your face, do it. You are very quiet too. As for tying your face, they didn't say don't tie your face. Because sometimes the instruction, we don't like it. There is contumacy you. There is a mixed you. And there's across you. All are there. Now you say that it's light soup that you want to drink. <laughs> we have to make the okra soup. It doesn't mean I have to be the, the light soup. It doesn't mean I have to be smiling. I can't hide my face. <laughs> Push your neighbor to if your neighbor is a man and say, But you people too, why do you become so unreasonable? You are nice until we marry you. <laughs> <laughs> Another one, another one. They'll say, Oh, they will say, Oh, they'll say, We are hungry. You say, Okay, what do you want to eat? Anything. When you bring the anything, they say, We don't like that. (laughs) Now that I've brought the anything. Then you now say, oh, but is this one not there? Oh! The question was what? What do you want? Then the answer was what? And then what? We got what? It can change. So change it there. <laughs> However, it is. No, but you see, if you accept that you are under instruction, you just flow. You just flow. Are you getting me? This mountain, some of you have been climbing or climbed down. Oh, it's true. I'm giving advice. I know you are not my idiot, but you'll get there. Recently, some wife, she called me, said, hey, the business were coming. He didn't tell me. And now he says, I sent a text. I said, welcome to the club. Get back to work. It's like that. It's not about to change. Hey, but they should change. Where are you going to say it? (laughs) The church has become very quiet. Yeah. I'm just sharing something with you, you see, because as we have come to school and we think that it's going to change in the home. It's not going to change. It's not going to change. Please, for those of you who don't know, I went to school. I'm not saying it because I didn't go to school. (laughs) But when we enter the house, all degrees are dropped at the gate. As you enter... Is a man and his wife. So you are a wife, a husband, a mother, or a father. That's it. That's it. And you just flow like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the church has become very fine. But what I'm saying is true. Because I'm showing you a place where people fall down often. The reason why you are fighting, your pride has come. And you say to yourself that, eh, but I have sat in the classroom with this person. That was the classroom. The rules I'm giving you, they don't apply in the office. Oh. Ah. When I say office, what I'm saying is that, you see, your boss, they can give you instructions. But sometimes you travel with your colleagues. I used to travel. I was the only lady among 30-something guys. And we will go. We have gone. We are finished working. When we come back, they are there. Then they are saying that so we are looking for stuff. I said, Charlie, the same field I went, that's where you went. We are all doing the food. Yeah. Sometimes I'll tell you that your wife is not here, your mother is not here, your sister is also not here. Brother, we are in it together. 
<laughs> That's working environment. It's different. But your house is governed by the rule of God. Yeah, don't take it there. Don't take it there at all. There's no law that says you must cook for your classmates. Even though you'll be a little wise if you have eyes, you know. But yeah, actually in your home, it's a different dynamic. It's different. It's different. Hey, ask your the nearest sister, can you obey instructions? And it's not only that it's not only the sisters who obey instructions. Everybody is under somebody. Yeah. So you obey the instruction of whoever you are under. Hallelujah. My time is fast spent. We have a lot to do. Amen. So I'll give you just one more and then <laughs> But are you understanding something? Yeah. The next one, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 8. Be obedient. Humility makes you obedient. Philippians 2, 8. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient. Do you see it? Jesus humbled himself and became obedient. Unto death, even the death of the cross. The real sign of real humility is obedience. Amen? First love, are we obedient? First love, Kumasi, are we obedient? If we are obedient, then the things that we say or the things we are under instruction, there will be no struggle over it. Hey, if you are an elder, you know the things that you have to feel. You feel it. You shouldn't have to be called calling you. Mm. Mm. Are you here? For the past two months or so, there has been a whole discourse on the social media about tithe. It's just proud people talking. Yeah, don't even bother to read it. Most of them don't even go to church. So I don't know why they are worried about what we do in church. Yeah, that's number one. Number two, it's an instruction in the word of God. So you just do it. Yeah, you just do it. You pay your tithe. So it's people who don't want to pay their tithe who are fighting. Hey, are you obedient? Some of you are Christians. You have mixed, mixed things. You are obedient to some things in the scriptures and then the ones you don't like, you have covered them. So, as for praying, you pray because it is to your benefit. But you are sleeping with your beloved. Your house. In fact, please, let me clarify it. We use the word beloved to indicate somebody you are not sleeping with. So, as you are sleeping with a person, that's your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Yeah. Uh-huh. In this church, beloved... People who are in a relationship that they are not sleeping together. They plan to marry. Uh-huh. So you have obeyed part of the scripture. Then the other part of the scripture you are not... To... Listen, partial obedience is the same as disobedience. Yeah, it's the same as disobedience. How many of you, you are in your house and then your mother says, wash the dishes. And then you wash some and dry them and the rest you leave them in there. Have you obeyed? Is there not going to be a beast? Yeah, because she won't come and say, oh, I commend you for having washed half. No, 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 no. You will receive a blasting as if you have done none. <laughs> because partial obedience is like disobedience. Are you hearing something? If you are somebody who struggles to take instructions, if you are somebody who struggles to obey, it is a sign to you that you are proud. Remember, pride will not rise up and start shouting, I am here, my name is pride, I am here. No. No. 
Uh, you see, and it is a spirit, the spirit of pride. I have seen the spirit of pride with my eye once. It finished me. I'm telling you the story and we are closing. I was preaching at a large meeting. 500 and something people. And you know as a preacher, when the preaching is going good, you know, you know that it's going good. That's preaching, Charlie. Yeah, but wait. You know, you know that, man, but wait. No. And so if you don't take care, you begin to feel very good right there. And so the meeting was going on. It was going on as preaching. I knew that, Charlie. Lord, it is working. All of a sudden, I turned myself to the left. And I saw a creature there. So fearsome that I do not have words to describe it. Then I heard the voice of God. That is the spirit of pride. If you continue the way you are going, it will enter you. I fell on the ground right there. The people thought that I fallen under spirit. Hey! I was begging, oh God, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Forgive me for pride. Forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry. I've seen it. And when I look, I said, Lord, if that is it, I would rather die. I want to die and leave the earth than that creature to enter me. You have no idea. You have no idea. Are you in the house? Today you're going to pray. You're going to say, Lord, set a watch over my life and help me. Show me when I'm being proud. Show it to me. Show it to me. Show, it, show me something. Every time I'm preaching, I'm about to feel good. I just remember. Yeah, it's enough to just keep me. Hey, hey, Sifom. Right here. This afternoon, you're going to rise to your feet. And for five minutes, you're going to pray. And say, Lord, forgive me. There are some of you who have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior because you are too proud to come forward. It's not good. You are thinking, what will my mates say? What will my friends say? That's another form of pride. But this afternoon, as you are standing, first, begin to pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Ask the Lord to forgive you your sin. For your sins. Ask him to wash you in the blood of Jesus. Ask him, tell him that Lord, I didn't know that pride was like this. I didn't know that pride was so wild. Sometimes even when I'm preaching, hey, some eyes that will be eyeing you. It's not simple. You want to say, Lord, forgive me. I didn't know that that's how pride is. And I didn't know that that's how it affects my life. The Lord from today. Lord, I renounce pride. I reject it. Hey, that's whispering prayer. I don't know where it's from. Lift up your voice and begin to rebuke pride out of your life. Rebuke pride out of your life and say, Lord, grant me a spirit of humility. Rebuke it out of your life. Rebuke it. Some of you are so contentious, fighting all the time. Know that it's the pride that is in you that's working. And say, Lord, I'll have nothing to do with this. I'll have nothing to do with it. Lift up your voice and pray for a few minutes. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Forgive us our pride, oh God. The times when there's been so much contention, oh God. When we are fighting with others, oh God. To show that we are this or that. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Wash us in the blood, oh God. Forgive us. Do not let Satan have a place in our lives. Do not let him have a place in our lives, oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, ya, 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 ya,
should not think. The things we have said, the way we have behaved, acted, that is not honoring to you. Forgive us, Lord. Wash us in the blood, in Jesus' name. This afternoon, you are standing, you are listening to my voice, you are not sure whether you are on your way to heaven or not. This afternoon, I want you to settle this question. You are here, you are in church, you are always in church somewhere, but you have not given your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. We want to pray together. This is not a time to be thinking, who is watching me? What my mates think? What people think? No, this is a time between you and the Lord. The question is, are you born again? Jesus said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Are you born again? If your answer is, I am not sure, lift your right hand up. You need to pray here. We need we need to pray. God bless you. God bless you for your hands all over. God bless you. Just take a step and come to me from where you are. Let the ashes and the pastors help you. If your hand is up, please come and stand right here in front. We are about to pray a prayer that will change your life. Step out and come. Step out and come. You lifted up your hand. God bless you. Just stand in front this way. God bless you. God bless you. Somebody, your heart is beaten. You are not sure that you want to come. But you need to step out right now and come. That is the Lord calling you and alerting you. It's not as you think. Just come. Step out and come. Step out and come. God bless you. God bless you as you come. God bless you. You want to pray this prayer? And all of us in the congregation, you want to join and say, Lord Jesus, just lift up your two hands as a surrender to the Lord. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner please wash me in the blood of Jesus cleanse me from my sins please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus from today from today from today you are my savior and you are my lord I thank you in Jesus name amen Father, I lift up each one of these young men before you. I pray that, Lord, you will touch them, oh God, in their lives and convict them and let them really believe and feel and see you. Thank you for their humility as they have come forward to receive you. May they never regret it. In Jesus' name, amen.